with Transparent Truth proudly presents the Friday Morning Matchup Show with Coach and Greg Biggins. <laughs> welcome, welcome. You're now listening live to the Transparent Truth. It's your boy, Coach Keith. I'm in the building, Intercom Studios, Miracle Mile. I'm here with the GOAT, Greg Biggins. GB, what up? What up, Keith? How we feeling today, baby? Feeling pretty good. How about you? Doing all right. Okay. We got a special team we want to introduce. The All Transparent Truth Team. Be ready for it. It's a great team. <laughs> There's no question about <laughs> it. Hey, we want to remind everybody, tune in every Wednesday for our Sleeper of the Week segment. Really want to thank our guy, Larry Miller. He's allowing us to showcase unknown prospects that need to be brought to the spotlight. Larry is all about family and community, and his support is helping to change the lives of young players across the country. Each week, young men are getting scholarship offers after being featured on this show. So thank you, Larry. When we have business and a man that is really interested in the community, we need to show our support right back at him. Sit and Sleep is the only place that offers advanced sleep technology. Greg? Body diagnostics. That's five-star stuff. This is high-quality stuff. Lay down on a mattress, and within seconds, thousands of sensors can help you find the absolute right mattress for you. Wow, within seconds? Seconds. Man, that's awesome. Sit and Sleep. They'll beat anyone's advertised price, or your mattress is free. Appreciate you, Larry Miller. Thank you, Larry. We got our all-transparent truth team. This should be interesting. Should be. A little criteria for the transparent truth team. This To make this team, you had to be a big-time player in big-time games. We are not taking any sorry team killers on this team. If you were a sorry team killer, you have been left off. In addition to that, you got to be a guy that dominated. You had to be a guy that dominated, and we've mentioned you on this show throughout the year. So with that being said, GB, let's get started. Offensive line, won't you won't you start it off? And start I'll with kinda, the offensive lineman. I just forget quarterback, let, running no, back, let's receiver. Go, let's, let's, go with the big guy. Build uglies. to a crescendo, yeah. And also, this isn't just a southern section, Southern right. California. It predominantly will be. Yeah. Because but it's gonna be guys that we mentioned all year as being, like you said, a dominant player. So we might go outside the region for a guy. Yeah. If we saw you. And if we know that you were a great, deserving player, offensive line, got to start with a guy from modern day. They had the best offensive line as a unit that I saw maybe ever. Yeah. I'm going to go with Tommy Brown. Big Tommy played left tackle yep. for three years in a row at modern day. And I know Tommy really, really well going to Alabama. And last year... Had a couple of rough games against Bosco. I know he was extremely motivated this year to come out and not just be a guy, but be the guy. He wanted to be a dominant player. Sure. And he was. He was physical in games. One of our favorite defensive ends that we saw, Adam Plant. Sure. Tommy more than neutralized him. In fact, he was pretty dominant against him. He was dominant against Bosco both times. He was dominant against De Sal. He dominated Mission Viejo. He was dominant. So my five-man team, I got... Tommy Brown, front center. Yeah, no question. I have him on my team as well. Want to move to the other side. One of your guys in a, in a terrific find, a buddy of your coaches, this kid, Anthony Pardue, the I San like Jose it. State commit. I thought from Marietta Valley, this guy really anchored the blind side for Spank Bachmeyer. And Anthony Pardue, I mean, he really put the clamp on a couple of really outstanding defensive edge rushers. 
He earned my respect, GB. You brought him to the table, and I'm co-signing that. Anthony Pardue, Marietta Valley is my other tackle. What you got? Let's go inside. Actually, my other tackle. Actually, I didn't, I didn't do two tackles, okay. two guards. I just did five. Okay, go. Um, but I love your choice there. I'm going with Jarrett Patterson. I'm going to stay in the Orange County area. Jarrett Patterson for me, Mission Vio High School. Another guy who I liked as a junior and then really liked as a senior. No. I thought he was a lot more athletic. More fluid in his movement, more physical, more dominant. Confidence was big. You always tell confidence in alignment just by how they finish. Sure. He wasn't being passive, wasn't just trying to block. He was trying to put guys in their back. So Jarrett Patterson for me had a great year for a great team. Mission Viejo only had lost, only lost one game all year long. That was against Modern Day in the semifinals. And Jarrett Patterson was probably their best player. Loved him. UCLA Michigan battle for Jarrett Patterson. Um, so that's my uh, one of my five guys right there, JP. So if you're going to take an extra tackle, I'm taking an extra tackle. Take, you take all five tackles if you want. I'm going to go with <laughs> Jay Sarah right tackle, Jake Parks. Okay. Imagine Jay Sarah, they've had multiple backs go over 200 yards this year. Jake Parks was dominant at right tackle. Every time that I saw him, they ran the ball on virtually everybody. Big aggressive, nasty, physical at the point. Guy can move his feet. I thought he was excellent all year. Jay Sarah off the tackle. Jake Parks with the all-transparent truth O-line. I'm going to go outside the state of California. Okay. I'm going to go with a guy who goes by the name Panay Sewell. Mentioned him already a little bit when it came to the recruiting notes. This is a dominant football player. Played tackle. I love him as a guard at the next level. Kind of slide inside. Has like the prototype guard body. He's athletic though. He's physical. He dominated every play. People will say, who did he play against? I don't care. He he dominated. Yeah. If you're not going to play against the best of the best, you need to dominate. And he did everything that I would love to see in a high school national recruit on the O-line. So for me, Panay Sewell, one of the five best guys that I saw this past season. No question about it. I'm going to take it to the center of the interior, the O-line. Now, I know how highly recruited Justin Dedich is, and, and I totally respect him. The kid is dominant. But I'm going to go with Solo Vipulu oh, out of Centennial. I like that. I just love this kid, man. Okay. You, you talk about a guy who mans the offensive line, is a team leader, and absolutely kicks tail in the interior of an offense. Solo Vipulu, you earned all transparent truth now just from your nastiness, your aggressiveness, and your team leadership always showing up big for the Centennial Huskies. I like that choice a lot. I'm going to go with another guard from a team we call Modern Day High School. How about Chris Murray? I thought Chris was kind of an understated. No one really talked about him too often, but yeah. man, Chris came back this year with a physical edge to him that I didn't see last year. He was always one of those you know, real technically sound, pretty good athlete, pretty good feet, but again, just physical. Just with the man-handling mindset. Yeah, yeah, I like it. I like Chris a lot. And, uh, you know, again, heart and soul, middle of that line. If uh, he played next to Koa Gonzalez, who's probably the, you know, the captain of that line. But I thought Chris Murray, every bit as dominant as Tommy was on the outside. Chris Murray on that inside. Sure. Pass, t- pass protector and also a run blocker. That sounds good, man. Are we ready to move along? Or you got something Is that your five? Yeah, I got my, I'm good. I've only named four. I okay, think. well, go go with it. Did you? Go, so you should have one more. I do have one more. Give it to me, Jared Bell Norco. Okay, I think this guy's deserving. Okay, considering the numbers Travis Dye put up, and we know how special he is, Jared Bell was pretty dominant 
on the exterior of that offensive line, coming off the ball, knocking people on their backs, Greg. If you watch his tape, really like Jared Bell, the former Alabama commit, all transparent truth O-line. You know, I just switched my pick because you gave him you gave him the, the name. I was going to go with Miles Moreo. He's only a sophomore. Yeah. You know, he, we, we can wait on you, Miles. Yeah. But, you know, I love Justin Dedich. Yeah. And I love awesome. your choice for solo, especially because he played in the, such a high-level competition. But for me, Justin Dedich was a probably the best center I've seen in the last five years. So, again, watching the film, dominant. Such a great player. So I'm going to swap out Miles. Miles, I'm still mentioning you, though. So you're still getting some love. Some love. Moreo. But uh, I think Justin Dedich was one of the five best guys that I saw. So, yes, sir. Let's move along to the tight ends here. Okay. So I got a tight end. We talked about this coming in. Yeah. This might be a short conversation. Here. Yeah, probably. But, man, I, just, I love this kid. This kid might be my favorite player in all of the country. Uh, Brevin Jordan, Bishop Gorman. I just love Brevin, man. Brevin is so versatile as a tight end. I remember the first game of the season they played a team from back east. Brevin's lining up outside as a receiver. He's in the slot. He's inline tight end. They put him at fullback. Ran into the flat route. He's catching diving touchdown passes against, uh, against De La Salle. This might be one of my favorite players in all of the country. Brevin Jordan, I am a huge fan. And I just think he is a supreme playmaker. Remember modern day game? They're down big. He makes two huge plays to help bring them back. Love Brevin Jordan. His versatility, his playmaking, his hands, his ability after the catch. My all-transparent truth tight end. GB? That's my guy, too. All right, next position. <laughs> no, joking. Hey, I got Brevin as well. But uh, next year, since it'd be boring if I just said next, we got some great tight ends that we're going to have to be. Tremendous. We got about Ethan Ray, Orange Lou, didn't play the whole year, had the injury. Yep. We got Isaiah Foskey from De La Salle. Yep. We got Michael Martinez at Modern Day. He wasn't used too much, but shoot, we had JT saying the guy's a freak athletically. Then we got Jude Wolf, might be yep. the best blocker. Out of all those guys, the other guy who's a fluid athlete, basketball player, wasn't used enough as I would like to have seen him, but hopefully next year he will. So those four guys. Don't forget about Elijah Maharo, Olu. Yep, Elijah Maharo. Big time player. So the Trinity League is, is loaded. I think all five of those guys are national recruits. Yep. Tight ends, man, that's always open. Yeah, always. Going back to Nintendo days, whoever's yeah. <laughs> that, that tight end is always open. There's no question about it. Let's take it to receivers, and this is, what a group. There's so much to choose from. So many big-time players. GB, why don't you start us off? I'm going to give you the edge here. I'm going to go. I mean, everyone's going to expect me to pick a guy from Monterey High School. But I'll get to him later. I'm going to go with the guy who I thought had the, maybe the, the best year. How about Marcus Spiker from Murrieta Valley? No question. Oh, my God. The guy set records. He's phenomenal. And he did it all. We had Pete Duffy on with us. He said, hey, Tyron Smith, I love. Marcus Spiker, best player I ever had in my life. Guy especially, 6'3", he's got size, he's got length, he's got underrated speed, he's got hands, he does it on both sides of the ball and in the return game. He came up big in big games, came up huge in their upset wins over Jay Sarah. Yeah. Um, was doing well against Centennial before he got hurt, took touchdowns in the first quarter against the Huskies. So he played high level competition, always came through, he's got every physical tool you can want. And he had a great, again, this is about who had the best year. Yeah. Spike was big time. Spike was big time. I'm going to take it to the north. Okay. We talked about this guy some on the show, but I got a chance to see him in the state championship. Joe Nagata from Folsom. <laughs> Let me tell you something. 
This cat right here is bad. Huh. GB, the kid, you talk about fluid. The kid is so smooth. He chews up yardage extremely fast. He's lean. He's, he's, he's flexible. He's got terrific hands. He's aggressive. Joe Nakata, I was very impressed with the Folsom wide receiver, my all-transparent truth team. GB? Got him right right there also, okay. Joe Nagata. I was just mentioned, mentioned some underclass love. Obviously, Kyle Ford, we love. Micah Pittman, those two, three, Absolutely. all three of those guys, for me, will be top ten nationally. Yep. But if we're just taking a two-man team, you got to go with Amon Ross St. Brown, right? He's got to be on this team somewhere. I had a three-man team, by three the way, and Amon Ross is my third guy. So, if, I mean, what can you say? About Amon Ra, we talked about him every single week. So I mean, he's he's in the conversation for best receiver of the last ten years. I, you know, Robert Woods for me was generational. Deshaun Jackson for me was those three guys. I would put St. Brown in that discussion with, with wow. those three. I think guy is never. He's just so tough. He's so tenacious. He got that Steve Smith. He's got that heart. He's got that bulldog mentality. Yeah. You know, he just he's a dog. He will just keep going. He'll get, he's he just will not die. He will come after you. He's got incredible hand-eye coordination, body control. Yeah. Ability to adjust. I mean, JT sometimes put the ball anywhere in his vicinity. Yeah. Back shoulder over his. I mean, he makes some of those catches look a lot better than they were. He can run after the catch. He's dynamic. I think he plays faster. He's probably a mid four six guy. Yeah. Whereas you know Woody and Deshaun were four three four four, four guys. Sure, sure. But sure. man, Amon Rock, he can get deep. He's yeah. so good after the catch. I think he plays a little bit faster than he, than his forty time, and uh, just his mindset of how he plays the game. I think that's what separates him a little bit. That I mean, you. I can't say any more thing more than that. Other than let me add, I had a quick conversation with Lakers junior general manager. Um. Over the Rob Palenka, over the Rob Palenka. He, he said something to me, Greg, that I've always believed in. But he just he said into a phrase that I'm gonna just kind of inject because it's totally relevant to what you just said. He said, Keith, when I draft, I draft mindset over skill set, and I thought that was a great way to put it. Skill set is important. I'm not riding to have a terrific skill set, Greg, but his mindset is is higher and meaner and more vicious than everybody else's. So just wanted to kind of add that little nugget. But, yeah, I have him as well. want to mention a couple of underclass guys that yep. we didn't get a chance to. Taj Davis I thought was phenomenal this year at Upland. And yep. how about Darren Jones at Cajon? Oh, gosh. Guy almost caught 30 touchdowns this year. Yeah, no, I mean, if we're making this more about statistical, which, Production, is what, which we are, know. get him on there. We got a, <laughs> you got a four-man team. I got a three-man receiver team now. Darren Jones, you're on the team. Yeah, I, I mean, don't care. Darren Jones is just – Crazy. I might get flagged for having too many men on the field for my team. I might yeah, have 12 or 13 you're, you're guys. You're Darren, Darren Jones. participation by your group. He's got to get on there. No, Darren Jones. I can't. Again, basketball basketball guy first. Yeah. Didn't play last year because of the transfer in the Cajon. Right. But wow. But man, him and Jaden Daniels were a special one-two punch. Let's take it to the running backs. I'm going to start us off. Mention this guy, Travis Dye. Okay. I'm a Travis Dye Dude, fan. I, I like Travis a lot. Because I, I, I met the kid back when he was just a young buck, maybe six or seven years old. And, man, you could just tell, man, this kid was going to be the deal. Fast forward now, 10 years later, I mean, the kid was special this year. You know, he sat out a couple games because of an injury. But, man, you talk, I mean, he was getting 300 a game, Greg. And uh, I just love his ability as a, as a trifecta back, catch it, run it, block it. He's big time. I think he was undervalued nationally as far as a recruit is concerned. Guarantee he's going to have a big-time career up at Oregon. He was phenomenal for Norco this year. I would say he has a similar mentality as Amon Ra. That's a great— He's a dog. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I agree with that. How about a guy 
again, not from the Southern section, but we got to go with, you say it. Casimir Allen. I'll say it one more time. Casimir Allen. I know you love to pronounce that name. How do you not have a guy who, again, didn't just break a state record, he broke a national record for most touchdowns in a season, and he did it again each and every week. Everyone's keen on the kid. He's got special talent. He's been compared to Tyler E. Bell, who record, whose record he broke. I watched Tyler a lot in high school. Loved him. Yeah, he ain't this kid. He wasn't no ten four eight. He, this guy can do some things. No doubt. I mean, if he enters college with a ten three in his back pocket, Which he will probably. And he's not five six, five seven. He guy's legit five ten. Yeah, he'll be one ninety. Yeah. So he's tough. He's physical. He's got a major chip on his shoulder. I think uh, I think the UCLA commit signee is has a chance to be really good in college. So. Put him on my team. Yeah, Jonathan Frank, John, the UCLA all-time leading rusher, good friend of mine, kid I used to train. He better be better be a little worried about his UCLA rushing record. Let me tell you something. Casimir Allen, he's gonna chew up yards in that Chip Kelly offense. Ain't no doubt about it. Wanna give us a little, I mean, we got a two-man groove. I'm gonna take it to a three-man group. I gotta show some love, Greg, for Aquinas running back Brandon Rankin. Okay. I like that. He's deserving, man. Yeah. yeah. Not the biggest, not the fastest, not the most physical, just really good at everything. The guy moved up to, I think, third all-time in the state, Greg, in terms of rushing yardage. Brandon Rankins, man. I got to tip my cap and show you some love, big dog. You've handled your business, had another phenomenal season over at San Bernardino Aquinas. You're on my all transparent truth team, kid. I like that. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go. Uh, Could have went with Andrew Van Buren, who we like a lot. Oh yeah. I mean, anybody who's got a nickname is is special. A handful of talented underclassmen that we could have chose from. We had the conversation before. Jordan yeah. Wilmore was was really good. Yeah. Zach Charbonnet. Zach was special. George Halani. I'm, I'm gonna go George. Joe. Yeah, I'm gonna go George. Big George. Yeah, I just feel like again, he didn't rush for 3,000 yards. He didn't have the production those guys did in terms of statistical production. But when I just used my eyeball test, yeah, I liked him a lot. He was one of my favorite players, regardless of position. Coming into the year, I kept hearing, you know, he's got a chance to steal that position away from Demetrius Flowers. Yeah. He could be even a better linebacker because of how tough and fast and physical he is. Yeah. And then just watching him, you know, out of the backfield, running between the tackles, little underrated wiggle to him, little underrated top end speed. The guy is just a big, strong, mean, tough guy. Really, really good. And just kind of the, you know, that one guy, that one piece in the Bosco offense that was just consistently good every single week, played through injuries. Yeah. Really played against a high level schedule. So I like George Halani a lot. I'm excited to see him next year when he's, you know, got a chance to, uh, Kind of really be the guy from the get go. He didn't start till like week what three, week four this past at year. At least, yeah. yeah, at least. And you, reoccurring theme here, Greg: mindset over skill set. I don't know if you're noticing this. That's the reoccurring theme on this team right now. That's kind of a transparent. You know, I think we both kind of go for that as yeah. a as a transparent group. Is is you know the flashy guys? Eh. You know what I'm saying? Hey, a dime a dozen. I, I want to see a guy who just you know he'll he'll eat your life and just. Eats raw flesh, and yeah. I, I love those tough yeah. guys. I think, I think I've always said this. I think toughness is a skill set, like speed and size, and mm-hmm. those are all skills that translate. Mm-hmm. 
I said it before, if you're not tough, you cannot play. I've covered so many guys who ran great times and were big and dominant high school players, but you can tell they're not tough. They don't love football. They always fizzle out Flame in college. Out. Yep. So that's I recognize that right away just because I've been wrong on ranking guys who I thought were going to be great because they yeah. were great in high school. But then looking back, you can just say, you know what? They didn't really love football. They just weren't that tough yeah. mentally or physically. Yeah. So now kind of reversal from me going back 20 years ago. That's the first thing I look at as opposed to before was the last thing you're looking at. I Is like that, that toughness. Yeah. No, no. I like that. I like that a lot, actually. Want to take it to our quarterbacks. This was a, this was an interesting one for me. I'm I'm gonna let you go first, GB, if you don't mind. Okay, I got two. You got two points. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> I had one, but now I'm just gonna say, you know what? I got get, just penalize me. Okay. So, JT Daniels is too easy, but I chose him anyway. Um, I mean, he led his team to a national championship. He did everything right. He added physical um, explosiveness that I didn't think would ever we'd ever see out of him. Yeah. So I don't, want to, I don't want to dwell too much on JT. He's he's deserving. He's a great player. But uh, I'm going to go with Jaden Daniels as well. Okay. I thought, again, I've seen the kid as a freshman. He was like 5'3", five, 5'4". Five, wow. I mean, Regina can correct me if I'm wrong, but he was tiny. The guy just grew a foot within three years. Yeah. And he doesn't look like he's done. He's 6'3", now, looks like. Yeah. And for me, now that JT is out of the 2019 class... Going in, I I think Jaden going in should probably be the number one guy right now. Halinski is in the conversation. So is Bachmeyer, David Baldwin. But man, I think Jaden Daniels deserves to be based on what he's done statistically, based on what his skill set as a, a kid who can do multiple things. His projection and upside. He can fit in any offense. Yeah. Whether you want to be a pro style, whether you want to have a little more zone read, whether you want to have just a guy who can just move the pocket around. Yeah. I think he's poised. I think he doesn't flinch. No. He just seemed like the kind of guy that you want to have the ball in his hand, maybe down four, a minute left, fourth down on the 15-yard line. I think this guy has that. So, yeah, I like Jaden Daniels. Yeah, I mean, we've been singing his praises all year. The guy's big time. There's no question about it. I, I I went with one of the guys you just mentioned for, you know, Probably for that same reoccurring thing, Greg. Mindset over skill set. I'm gonna go with Spank Bachmeyer. Love Spank because the guy's got guts, right? We saw him lead that fourth quarter drive to go beat Santa Margarita in the playoffs, right? We saw that those guts against Centennial, even though they kind of got wore out at the end, but he came out firing. I'm gonna go with Spank Bachmeyer, man, as my transparent truth quarterback, just because his his ability to make plays under duress in crucial situations to lead his team down deep in the game for upset victories against Cajon, against Santa Margarita. Spank, you're my guy. Transparent truth quarterback from Coach Keith. Nice. I like that. You like it? I like it. Again, mindset spa- over skill set, yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. And he and he has a good skill set too. He, but he can I, throw but the I love ball. his mindset yeah. more. Yeah. yeah, that's what I'm that's all I'm trying to say. Absolutely. No uh let's take it to our DLs. Can we go DLs? Absolutely. Okay. Uh I'll start us off. Okay. I'm gonna start with Jeremiah Martin. Okay. I love Jeremiah. That's my guy. Spent yeah. some time with JM this past offseason. What a terrific kid. Do you call 30, him do you call him JM? Did I call him JM? Is that, is that what you call him? Yeah. J- no, nah, I call him J Martyr. Okay. I'm 
might call him JM every now and again, but that doesn't have the same kind of ring as GB. You know, JM? No, nah, it doesn't. It doesn't. You're the only GB, GB. <laughs> but Jeremiah, 30, 32 sacks. He had That's two a lot. state championships. He had 32 That's a lot of, sacks. That's crazy. Yeah. Uh, in 16 games. Love the kid. Huge year. GB, go ahead. I had him as well. I'm going to go. I had Nathan Lagaleo. Right, we already talked about him a lot. Sure, but again, this is a list based on performance, not projection. So, Nathan Lagaleo, he was probably modern day's best defensive player on the best team in the country. He was productive. He was unblockable. Tons of sacks. OC registered defensive player of the year. Love the motor. Love everything about him. Love his mindset. Love his tenacity. Nathan. Lagaleo, one of my bookend DNs on the all-transparent team, Coach Keith. Nothing wrong with Nathan. Let's go with Malik McClain. 19 sacks this year. Cheney League Defensive Player of the Year, Co-Player of the Year with Lagaleo. Big-time year from Malik McClain. Very, very, very well-deserving. Go ahead. I also had Malik McClain. Yeah. Uh, so I will go with another player. How about Aaron Maldonado? I wanted to have an, I wanted to have an interior guy. And again... Bishop Vermont played a brutal schedule. Yeah. Incredible schedule. And again, talk to coaches and players from Sarah, who's pretty good at football. Yeah. Modern day, they're pretty good at football. St. John Bosco, they're all pretty good at football. And they said this guy was the dude. He was a guy up front. We could not block him. Multiple sacks, multiple pressures. Also, they got really stinking good offensive guard. He went both ways. Yeah. So, I mean, he was never fresh against Marday or Bosco, those teams that only have to play guys one way, and he was still a dominant interior guy going to Cal. I'm going to be rooting big time for Mr. Aaron Maldonado. I had him as well, GB. Let's move forward. Let's take it to linebackers. linebackers. Sure. LBs. LBs. This wasn't an easy group, man. This wasn't. This was very, very difficult. But I'm going to start it off with my guy from Reno, Nevada, Brandon Cajo. I don't think there's a better linebacker in the country in terms of skill set. Really love Brandon Cajo, the UW signee, big-time player out of Reno. GB? I'm going to go with a guy who we mentioned quite a bit. I think he was one of our earlier sleepers of the week. How about Mr. Blake Anzalados? Just a junior from Chaminade. Lit it up every single game. Shamanad's best defensive player. Again, plays with that hockey mentality. The yeah. guy will play through any type of injury. Yeah. He's tough. He's mean. He's aggressive. He wants to run right through you. He's not content with just kind of, you know, just throwing you on the ground. Man, he wants to make every tackle a highlight reel tackle. Yeah. The guy plays mean and nasty and angry with his hair on fire. Blake Anzalados had to be on this team. Yeah, Blake is a baller. Gonna take it to Upland. The show. Justin Flo, maybe the top sophomore linebacker in the country, an absolute beast of a football player. He plays fast and physical and smart, also has the range to make plays in the passing game. Love this kid, love the energy he plays with and the physicality along with the smarts. Justin Flo, my transparent truth, linebacking. I had the show on there also. Yep. Nice job with the nickname. I wasn't a fan of Baby Man that much, but I liked the show quite a bit. How about Christian Laval from Mission Viejo? Again, I thought him and, and Blake were similar in terms of just their skill set, their size, and just their pure nastiness and their product productivity. When you watch the Mission Viejo game, man, you can't help but watching Christian Laval just just flashing all over the field. Every tackle was a physical tackle. Yeah. He was good in coverage. He made plays on offense as well, going to ASU. 
I was a big fan of how Christian Laval played this past year. I thought he epitomizes what an all-transparent linebacker should look like. Just mean and aggressive and played with an incredible nonstop motor. Those are four linebackers, and we didn't mention the kid out of modern day, but I got a choice of love, Mace Funa. How good was he this year? Yeah, I got, I got Mace. I got. I didn't have Caho only because I didn't see him enough. Okay. That would have been too easy. I got you. So um, go with Mace. I got Mace. I also got a fifth guy. Okay. Uh, you got a fifth guy. <laughs> how about, this is, a, this is a name that no, one, no one's talked about too much. How about Isaac Togia from Pacifica? Yeah. I mean, I, I liked him at the UA camp combine. Yep. I just think he's an athlete who just makes a ton of plays on both sides of the ball, played running back. But, man, watch this film, and he runs and hits. Yes. And he seeks to quote the great, one of the great songs of all time from Metallica. He seeks and destroys. Coach I like Keith. It. I like it. Togia is on my team as well. So, nice group of backers. Togia. Let's move it along. Yeah, let's move it along. You got some let's, DBs? I got some DBs. I want to start with Julius Irving. Okay. Uh, a kid who I think is special, Greg. Yeah. This kid's an NFL player. He's got all the tools to be a top-notch safety, corner, whatever he wants to play. He's fluid and athletic. He's a playmaker. He can hit. Uh, he's a leader. Really love Julius. And I uh, hope the best for him down the road. But Julius Irving, one of my transparent truth DBs. Go ahead. Yeah, I got him too. He's one of my four. Yeah. I, I got a uh, I got two seniors, a sophomore and a junior. Okay. I'm gonna go with the sophomore. How about Elias Ricks from Modern Day? Saw him, you know, over the summer doing some seven on seven. Thought he was just a really gifted safety, but he played corner. Yeah. Most of the year, and man, was he good. Yeah, he was. Like, where? What does he need to work on? I mean, everything. But I'm saying he doesn't have any holes. I mean, he's quick and fast. He's long, but he's tough. He tackles extremely well. He plays very, very hard. He makes plays on the ball. He doesn't get turned around. He's got ball awareness. He's only a soft. He's got two years to get better. But I I like his frame in terms of, you know, is he going to stay at corner? Is he going to play safety? I think he could do anything he wants to do. He's got that Richard Sherman long athletic corner frame. And, man, I was a big fan of just the way he played his style of football. I think Ricks is going to be – he's already a national guy, but I think he's got a chance to be a a national top 20, 25 guy as a senior. Yeah, he's special. Uh, And he makes plays and – I can't stop singing his praises. He's, he's big time. That whole 20, they got a bunch of kids in that 2020 group, but yeah, Elias Rex is big time. There's no question about it. I want to take it to Elijah Griffin, OG, Mission Viejo. Love this kid. He's a lockdown specialist. Love the performance he put on at Long Beach Poly. He totally dominated the game. Thought he showed up really well against Modern Day as well. Elijah Griffin is a big time player on the outside, choosing between, you know, a bunch of top-notch schools in the country, but I love the way he plays. Love his attitude. Love his aggressive GB. Go ahead. I got OG as well. Yeah, I so got this you. Is gonna, this is going to be fast as well. So I got Mikhail Wright. You know, there's a lot of junior corners to choose from. Obviously, we, we both love Max and we love uh, Chris Steele. And there's a handful of really good good football players in that secondary coming back next year. But in terms of just who was the most dominant and who was the most productive and who was the kind of flash the most for me was Mikael Wright. I know you did a, a video on him. And, man, a guy just, he is a unique talent, right? I saw him over the summer playing B2G and liked him right away. And he just, he's better than I even anticipated in terms of just, and he's a guy who kind of checks off every box. He's a legit 5'11", but he can run. 
And he is everything we said about Elijah Griffin in terms of just being able to cover guys, whether it be press, off, ball awareness, ball skills, great ball skills. He's a loves the challenge of, of taking on another team's best guy. Was really enjoyed watching play against Calabasas, going against Johnny Wilson and Micah Pittman. So, uh, Mikael Wright, big fan, and yeah, probably the, the best junior that I saw. Yeah, I, I echo I, I echo that. I mean, I got a chance to look at this guy up close and in person and really break him down, GB, step by step. He's the best 2019 corner we have. This guy right here is special. NFL player, mark it down. It's a guarantee unless something unforeseen happens. He's phenomenal and could probably be a five-star player at about three or four different positions. Uh, really, really love his game. So, yeah, Mikhail Wright. Um, does that give us four? It gives us four. Anybody else you want to throw in there? Just yeah, for the heck I do. Of it? Yeah, Just I, do. Uh, I love a guy. I, again, that theme, skill set over, or excuse me, mindset over skill set. Stephen Blaylock. Yes. I think t- uh, tough as nails, gritty, um, aggressive, smart. Really love him. Clark Phillips. Yep. Defensive back out of La Habra. Again, I think a, a mindset over skill set guy. So, uh, yeah, those two guys. I definitely would, would would put in that group. Absolutely. No, those are two guys definitely that I wanted to mention also. So that's great. So we just have one, maybe an athlete category. I think it's pretty obvious. There's one guy we could have mentioned it with the receivers, the defensive ends, the linebackers. You want to go ahead and say his name? You want to shout that name that you love to shout <laughs> so many so many times over and over, Every, over again? Everybody knows this is my favorite player. Uh, Brew McCoy, modern day. The best thing I can say about this cat, Greg, is out of all these kids, and we've got some phenomenal kids in this group, guaranteed NFL players in this group. This kid, I'm mark it down right now, GB. Remember, I said it is a pro bowler in the NFL. Not, I'm not talking about a draft pick. I'm not talking about. A high draft pick because I've seen I've seen the draft picks I've seen the high draft picks I've seen the kid the kids who've done well and this kid's a pro bowler in the NFL. His talent is special. His skill set and his mindset are special. I'm a big Brew McCoy guy. If he's not ranked the number one player in the country in 2019, Greg Biggins, me and you, we gonna have a fight. <laughs> Tell those two four seven guys they better get with the program or get lost. Mikael Wright is special. Ain't no doubt about it. I love him. So is Brew McCoy. Brew McCoy is an NFL pro bowler. He's an all-pro guy in the NFL, unless something that we don't see happens. Yeah, no, I agree with all that. So let me ask you the question, because I know we get into the year. Yeah. I don't, you, I don't think you were upset, but you kind of questioned the ranking when, when Kayvon Thibodeau was not rated the number one overall player. Yeah. Have you kind of flipped a little bit now? You had maybe going into the year, you had Kayvon over Brew. Now it's Brew as the number one guy. What do you think about Kayvon sure. as a prospect moving forward? Oh, I love Kayvon as a prospect. Kayvon is still relatively green, though, as a football player. He still has a ton to learn. Um, I think he needs to get better on the edge in terms of um, his burst and also his flexibility on the edge, but he's a terrific talent. Brew has those things now. And then he still can improve. Yeah. Brew can still get stronger. 
Brew can still move better laterally. He still can improve his agility um, in terms of offensively. Love Kayvon. I think he's a five-star prospect. Prospect. Mm-hmm. I mean, his, you know, his days, his better days are still in front of him. Brew is that good now, and he still can get better. I th- I haven't seen a better football player than Brew McCoy in the 2019 group. Mikael Wright is special. Love yeah. him. I would put him in my top 10 players in the country, no question. Kayvon, maybe not in my top 10, probably in my top 25. I think if Brew McCoy is not one or two, there's probably some kid back east or down south who's ridiculous. Yeah. 2019, but McCoy is... He's top of the notch. Yeah. I don't, if he were in the 2018 group, Greg, he would be in there. I've seen all those kids play. He would be in my top five players in the country in the 2018 class yeah. right now. No, it's high praise. High praise for sure. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm excited about the 2019 class. Oh, yeah. You got in the 2020 class. Yeah. How about, you know, two years of watching Bryce Young and DJ Wooey under the leg going head to head. Did I say that publicly? I said that all yet? <laughs> We'll see. There's we'll some, see. There's some, there's some rumors. There's some smoke. There's some smoke there. That'll be fun. But, uh, no, Brew McCoy and uh, watching Kayvon, it just, oh, it's going to be good. The 2019, 2019, 2019 between, class is good. Between Steele, Williams, McCoy, Wright, Thibodeau, that's a loaded group. What about Cal Ford? I don't, yeah, yeah, Cal Ford, Cal Michael Ford. Pittman. They'll battle Michael out. Pittman, right. Those two guys will battle out along with Nagata. Mm-hmm. Who's the number one receiver in that 2019 That's West Coast class? That's There's a some sick group. good ones there for sure, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I'm already kind of looking forward to next year, and the season just now ended, so should be fun. No, it should be a lot of fun. So that wraps up our all transparent. You know who, hey, one guy, you know who uh, uh, you kind of took a little little shots at, but I don't know if you watched his junior tape yet. Who was that? Gabe Floyd had a heck of a year. I want you to watch this guy's tape. You motivated him, Coach Keith. Okay. The way you motivated Servite, the way you motivated Oaks Christian, his junior tape was extremely good, very high level. I saw his Gabe Floyd. Tape. I thought he looked I, really good. I watched it. More athletic, more plays, more physicality. I think he's good. I watched it. I think it's really good. I didn't think it was great, GB. I still think he could be more dominant on contact. Um, but, yeah, it's really good. I question the competition. Competition wasn't that great. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you know, it, it's it's a fluid situation, right? Everything I mean, is fluid. Everything is fluid. Everything You're is always fluid. looking at these guys at the next cycle. Uh, but I love the way he moves. I love his size. He can run. He can hit. I want to see him be dominant on contact. There's a difference. Yeah, you know I, saw what I, mean? him, I, had saw, I saw him running through guys pretty physically. I saw him just laying guys out as he should. Mm-hmm. But no, it is fluid. Yeah. Shoot, six months from now, six months from now, you might be saying, "Oh, Brew McCoy he can't play." I don't know if I'm going to do that. Mikael Wright. <laughs> ah, I don't know what I ever saw in him. <laughs> no, I don't think that's ever going to happen. Bryce Young, but... DJ. Oh, they're just average. No, like Gabe Floyd, like him, and uh, looking forward to seeing him this offseason. So this is a great segue. Um, we got a segment coming up called Story Time with uh, GB. But GB, we're about an hour and 25 in. We might need to save that. What do you think? You got some time to tell it? 
I could tell it real quick. Okay. Yeah, we'll, we'll, I'll be quick. Okay. Story time with GB, ladies and gentlemen. You're going to want to turn up your dials for this one. So we're going back to 2002. And mind you, this is, this is in a, a period where social media isn't what it is today. There's no Twitter at this time. I don't even know if I had a cell phone at that time. There's a recruit. Goes by the name Lorenzo Booker. Loved the kid. Loved the family. Knew him really well. St. Bonaventure High School. And he's down to Notre Dame and Florida State. Night before, he calls me up and says, hey, why don't you have a story ready to go for when I, after I announce it? A lot of kids will do that, right? Because they know I'm not going to ever scoop them. Sure. I'm going to, going to Notre Dame. I'm calling the schools. I'm calling USC. I'm calling Washington. I'm, I'm calling everybody. And uh, so here's what you do. Well, calls up all the schools. One of the schools leaks it to a local newspaper. He's going to go to Notre Dame. And the reason why this school did it was because they were recruiting another running back and they didn't want... It was Herschel Dennis. Sure. Herschel, they wanted it out there that we're not getting this kid. So we want you. Right. So next day, front page, Lorenzo Booker goes to Notre Dame. So I'm working at student sports under a guy who I'm not going to name the name. We've made up, but let me just tell you, when I tell my story, you're going to be thinking, man, you must have the patience of Job to forgive this slappy. <laughs> so he says, hey, here's the story. Run your story. I go, I'm not going to run it. I already told him I'd wait till after his announcement because it's in the front page of the newspaper. It's Notre Dame. Run the article. I'm not going to do it. Yeah. I just, not going to do it. He goes, it's already out there. I said, I made a deal. After he has his little three o'clock press conference, mm-hmm. I'll run my story, right? Sure. So I go to Kennedy High School. There was a receiver named Ray- Raymond McKnight. I don't know if you remember Raymond I do. at all. But uh, so I go to his press conference to see what's going on. While I'm there, this guy goes and makes my story live. Wow. The story that I had waited on, yeah. he goes in his own computer because we all have access to the admin. He makes my story live. Big, huge story with quotes on why Lorenzo chose Notre Dame. That's not even the worst part yet. That right there is grounds for me to just kick the guy in the head. Right? No question. I'm, I'm fired up. My mom's Hawaiian. It's very sweet. My dad's my dad was Marine Corps. So I've got a little bit of both sides, right? I want to just... Yeah. I don't have a cell phone. There's no way of communicating. There's no Twitter. I don't know what's going on. I'm at this press conference, and I don't know that the story is live until I sure. get back to the office. Sure. And I find out it's been live for two hours. Wow. The worst part, Lorenzo walks up to the podium and says, I'm going to Florida State. He literally changed his mind on his while he sit down yeah. to talk as he's walking up to the microphone. He changed his mind just like that. Florida State was his dream school. He didn't want to go there. He thought they had too many backs. It's Florida. He said, you know what? F this. I'm going, I'm following my heart. I'm going to Florida State. Yeah. So mind you, there is a story with my name headline with this kid going to Notre Dame with quotes from him. That's been live for two hours before this Lorenzo even made his announcement right. for Notre Dame. And it wasn't even Notre Dame. It was Florida State. So now I look like an idiot for number one, scooping the guy and getting the story wrong. Yeah. It was all because this stinking slappy wanted me to put the story out. I said no, and he did it anyway behind my back while I was on the road going to this other press conference. Oh, man. This was pro- so for a good two weeks. Again, there was no Twitter back then, thank God. But just uh, 
the message boards. We had a, it was called PacWest Football. Yeah. I just got destroyed. People were just killing me for, you know, stealing his thunder and having the wrong information. And I'm, Lorenzo had no issue at all. He understood. And he was like, hey, it was Notre Dame up until I started walking the, you know, he tried to jump in on these crazy long message board wow. threads. Okay. And people were just killing me yeah. for having the wrong information, the wrong story, for scooping the kid. I, I literally didn't even look at this guy or talk to this guy. Not Lorenzo, the guy I had to yeah, answer to. You. Yeah. I didn't even have, he, I mean, he tried to apologize. I accepted it. Yeah. But I was like, I want no part of this guy. And from then on, from then on, there was always a little bit of a rift. So I, I, I kind of felt a little bit of relief when he was let go and I was promoted to take basically his spot. But the story, so I, I would say my story time at GB, that was probably the worst signing day experience of my life. People say, what's the best signing day story? What's the worst? That was the worst. Because that last two weeks of me just getting, I just got Harvey Weinstein. I just got just destroyed. Yeah. Now, Harvey deserved it. I did not, right? <laughs> so for two weeks, it was me just getting destroyed. So that was my uh, the worst recruiting experience for me ever was the Lorenzo Booker story. We're going to have to have that be a reoccurring segment on the show. Story, story time, time with, GB. with GB, the Lorenzo Booker saga. Interesting how a guy changed his mind from sitting down in a press conference to walking up to that podium and switched that mm-hmm. fast. You know, it obviously wasn't that fast. I mean, he had been thinking yeah. about it for 24 hours. Sure. But he was still Notre Dame up to the point where he walked up and said, yeah. and you can watch him do it. He goes, I can't do it. I gotta go to Florida State. He actually said that during wow. his deal. because I can't do it Yeah, because I gotta go to Florida State. Man, that's interesting. Florida State hat comes on Yeah, and I had a story for two hours of him going to another school. Boy, you look like a slappy then. For two weeks. Yeah, you did. It was bad. That's all right, but hey, you've, uh, you've rebounded. <laughs> you've taken over the recruiting world as the guru. Goat Biggins. I'm here now. I'm here with you. Yeah, your life is good. Maybe. Yeah, no doubt about <laughs> it. So that kind of is going to wrap us up. Kind of want to share some announcements very, very quickly. Uh, GB and I won't be in studio for probably the next four weeks. He'll be dealing with recruiting, and I'll be dealing with what I'm dealing with. Got a special event that I'm setting up for high school athletes for this spring. So we're gonna for the next kind of four weeks. I'm going to be dropping an audio book uh, for the podcast. I'll be recording an audio book style version story of my Compton High School team and all the highs and lows that come with coaching in the inner city from the guns, the drugs, to the commitments, the recruiting, the winning, the losing, the highs and lows inside the program of the Compton Tar Heels, excuse me, Tar Babes. And it's, it's an unbelievable story that I actually started writing a book about a few years ago and I have a ton of recordings for. So I'm going to re-record it, and we're going to be dropping that on the podcast. You're not going to want to miss that. Also, want to make sure you're aware, NSR National Sports Reports coming along as our youth version of the Transparent Truth. They'll begin recording very, very soon, so be looking out for that. We'll be back the first week of February uh, with the second signing day podcast uh, for everyone who's signing in that first Wednesday of February. We'll be coming back live. Greg Bacon's going to have recruiting. We'll be previewing where guys like Buki, Brendan Radley-Howes is going and where guys are going to be signing. 
for that second signing period. So we got a lot coming up, but just wanted to update and inform our listeners and our fans the audio book version of uh, Compton Tar Heels is coming to you. NSR, the National Sports Report, dropping as the youth version of the Transparent Truth. And then we'll be back on the early part of February. So without further ado, it's time to bring this baby to a close. Please follow the show, social media. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, follow myself, follow GB. You know the the Twitter names. There's a new sheriff in town. And his name's Reggie Hammond. Y'all be cool.